Welcome to Fat Chicks on Top. This podcast contains frank discussions about the body, sexuality, and occasionally uses swear words, which may not be appropriate for people under the age of 18. This podcast also uses facts, statistics, and mathematics, which may not be appropriate for liberal arts majors. And this podcast relies on science and reality, which may not be appropriate for evangelicals. Welcome to Fat Chicks on Top. You're here with your host, Auntie Vice, and I'm really excited today to have Mac and Hillary from Free the Kink on my show. If you've been listening to their show, you know I've been on their stuff, and you've probably seen some of the interactions online. They're, they do some amazing things. We had a great conversation a couple of weeks ago, and so I'm welcoming them to the, um, to the show. Welcome to Fat Chicks. Wow. All right. Thank you Thank so you much. Thank you so much. It's, a, it's an honor to be here with you. You too. And for our listeners who, who can't see it, behind them is a total coat rack of whips and floggers. <laughs> and it's wonderful. And this is, I love hanging out with people who are very open about kink. So let's dive right in. You started free the kink and you, clearly you're very free with the kink. So do you want to talk about that and how that started for you? Absolutely. So Hillary and I, um, about almost five years now, yeah, going we're, on five years now ago, celebrate five this year, we started Free the Kink, what we thought was a necessity. So what, what we were dealing with was, you know, we're a 24-7 MS dynamic and, you know, part of our philosophies aren't the most accepted, but we felt that every dynamic should be accepted. It doesn't matter how you live as long as you're happy. And so we wanted to create a place in which we could bring as much of the community together as possible, right? And let them just have a place to, you know, be who they are and be themselves, you know, and not uh, not be afraid that just because, you know, maybe they practice something a little different, they were going to get jumped all over. <laughs> yeah, didn't want people to tell other folks how to live their life. So what let's start for people who may not be as familiar with 24 seven, we throw it around a lot. People assume everybody knows what this means for you. How does that manifest in your relationship? Well, we're Gorian. We have a, we live by a Gorian philosophy, which obviously we're not the, we're not everyone's favorite cup of tea, <laughs> we're not but, popular but I, I do believe that most, most people have a, a serious misunderstanding of, of what it is to, to live by a Gorian philosophy as, as far as the master slave dynamic goes. So, I mean, we, we are full time. It's 24 seven, but you know, the one thing that I don't think people understand is even though we have a little stricter philosophy, we understand that none of, nobody's one dimensional. There's a lot of moving parts to the human body, the human mind, what people want, feel and desire. And we just have a, you know, honestly, I won't speak for her. I'll let her speak for herself, <laughs> but I have a lot of fun having this journey. It's made, it's, it's brought something to my life um, that I was missing. Right. And it definitely has been a journey, you know, and it's been fantastic. You know, I mean, learn so much. And, you know, it's uh, surprising how many things change, too, as you go along. You know, uh, you know, when we first started, it was definitely way different 
you know, but as we learned more and educated ourselves more, um, it definitely manifested into something definitely more serious. And we've been together 18 years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, going on 19 years. We started as a 1950s dynamic. That's how we started Always. almost 20 years ago. We were 1950s. We did that whole 1950s thing. We lived that lifestyle, created the pretty little picket fence and hid, hid the goodies behind the wall. <laughs> right. And so as we got further along in life, we just didn't want to do that anymore. And we got to experience a lot of different things. Um, I don't think that we would have ever got to experience if we didn't find BDSM and kink. So how did you find it? Actually, my beautiful, gorgeous slave found it. Yeah, it was just, um, you know, I read a lot. I do, you know, obviously I just look at a lot. I was going to say, it's just something that literally we stumbled across. And I was like, you know, and I guess that's a big question a lot of people ask is, how do you bring it up to your partner? I was going to say, but for me, I was just like, Hey, would you like to look at this? I was going to say, and someone ran away with it. <laughs> I have a tendency to do that. <laughs> when I get my teeth into something, it's like, I got to go the whole way. You know? But we took our time. We yeah. took our time. We didn't rush. We never were worried about, you know, because it was just her and I, we didn't worry about frenzy. We didn't have to worry about that. It was just yeah. her and I, and we were just exploring. We've explored through fifties, uh, CGL, DS for a very long time. Um, she's got a very, very fun middle side, by the way. Um, <laughs> it is a, it is just a, a, it's probably one of my favorite times when we can get into that space and the whole world disappears, just her and I. So, uh, you know, so yeah, we, it's just one of those. And then of course the kink side of it. Oh, buddy. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, there was just so many things that I was not aware of. <laughs> so many, so many fun things. I feel like you missed out on some things there for a while. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Took too long. <laughs> so you bring up the fact that people aren't one dimensional. You have a business, you have a family. How do you man like 24-7 is usually people explore it in the fantasy zone, right? And and but when you're you know having to do budgeting or take kids to doctor's appointments, all of those daily life things, how does that work with your dynamic? So if I can just keep it, I mean, 100, what we've done is I have looked at every aspect of our lives and I have a protocol or, or a, a way of doing things for everything, uh, even in emergency situations, in my death, in just anything, it's all laid out in what I refer to as the master's Bible, uh, because I got to poke, poke the church whenever I can. And so... <laughs> Sorry <about that. laughs> And so it is, and we don't hide it. Even my 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 children, and and, and I'm not talking about kink. So hopefully, don't people understand right. kink. Just our dynamic wise. I mean, there's uh, kneeling, or the way she speaks to me, the way I speak to to her in public, and even in the professional. I have clients. Uh, I own an ad agency, and I have clients that'll call me up and say, "Not all of us can just be kinky all the time, Mac." You know, <laughs> but you know, they don't go anywhere. They don't leave us. They still stay with us because I think everybody, whether they want to admit it or not everybody's got this in them. Everyone's got these fantasies. Everyone's got these things that they love and enjoy. And you mentioned the clients calling up, you know, they're aware of the dynamic. You have one of the biggest juxtapositions between being kinky and who your client base is. You, you work for, for groups that you really think of as some of the most boring things when you're you know, opposite of <laughs> golf, 
furniture. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brick and mortar retail. <laughs> right? But you're you're still out there. So is it that they respect the dynamic? Is you do you think that's what's driving it? You know, and some of them are actually interested. I mean, I have an attorney who <laughs> how many <laughs> clients have called and said, listen. Can, can I ask you something? Can I ask you a question? <laughs> you a question? Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, you would just be so surprised how that ends up sometimes. You're like, of course. Well, how can I help you today? And they're like, well, the question is a little bit different. I mean, we're good on the other stuff. I just have this other question I want to ask you. <laughs> yep. I saw this thing that you may or may not have been in. I came across <laughs> you on this post. <laughs> right? <laughs> Oh, that's wonderful. So with Freedom Kink, you started because, like you said, Gorians are not the most accepted protocol and, and way to approach it. Littles, people, some people get squidgy around littles. We all have the kinks that squidge us out. So as the head of this group, how do you make it? So because you have 30,000 plus people in there and you have people of all different dynamics, people who may find those particular aspects not their cup of tea. How do you create a group that's that welcoming? Whew. So it's not always great. I won't lie. It's, it's, yeah. There's a lot of sometimes, you know, I have been called every name in the book. <laughs> um, I have been a- attacked at every level and I understand it. So I try not to get mad. I used to get mad and get angry, but now I'm just like, hey, it's okay. You, you know, you do. You don't have to agree. What we try to do is explain to folks that just because, you know, I may look at your dynamic and say, hey, that's not nowhere near what I would want to be involved in, but it's welcome here, you know, because we all need to have a place to let our freak flag fly, you know? Yeah, and we do have it broken out into segments in some in some aspects, you know, Little Fort has their own place, you know, we even have a new one, Braddy Dynamics, you know? Yep. Yeah, I was going to say, and, and that's another one where, you know, brats are all welcome, especially because, you know, I mean, in a lot of groups, I mean, they've received a lot of hate everywhere. So, you know, we said, okay, we'll, we'll give you your own playground then. Yep. They really have, you know, brats have really received a bad name. And like, I don't personally, everyone knows it. Everyone in our group knows that I can't deal with bratty behavior in any type of way. It just, it makes, it's like fingernails on a chalkboard. <laughs> and so, I mean, if you want to spank it, just tell me you want to spank it, and I'll give you a spank. Don't insult you in giving you a spanking. Just because it's not for me doesn't mean it shouldn't. It has to have a place and a, and a, and a, and a way to have the voice. I mean, that's just what we want to do. We want to have a place where all voices have a, a platform. In expanding this to so many different approaches, what have you learned from it? That really, we're just not as different uh, from each other as everybody sometimes likes to think. I mean, we have a lot more in common than we do differences. You know, everybody really just wants an opportunity to be themselves and, and, you know, and, and for it to be okay to just be them, to not always have so much backlash for just being who they are, you know? I mean, we're just really not all that different. And I learned, one of the biggest things I've learned is that you don't know what you don't know. And, you know, I mean, I've had, you know, four years ago, I didn't know anything about pronouns. You know, I didn't understand what, you know, the trans community was going through or, you know, persons of colors were going through. Or, I mean, I, honestly, I thought the LGBT fight was was one. I had no idea that we are still so fucking far behind. 
Yeah. You know, and so FTK really one of our biggest things is we we don't want to play with that kind of stuff. We want to be a voice and lift it up and give everyone a because just because I don't have I mean I could never understand right what a person of color goes through. It doesn't mean my platform shouldn't be there for them so we can understand. And so that's one thing I've learned is everything wasn't as kumbaya happy as I thought it was. If that makes sense, not quite as much acceptance in the world, is there? Yep, it's not much even within our community. I thought the community itself would be the most accepting thing in the world, but no, it's really not. It's not always, though. But people are just people, right? How long have you been in Vegas? Off and on for a, about four now. Four, four or five years. Yeah. Between there and northern Arizona. So we have both locations that we travel between. It's only two hours different, you know, yeah. time. Yeah, I was going to say, before that, it was Washington, I think. We spent the yep. majority of our time in Washington. Washington so. State. Yeah. So people have this impression that Vegas is freewheeling and open to everything in a couple of years the major conference there sin in the city ran into some real issues and and was shut down and kink is not quite as open and and accepted there as there might be this perception right lots of people think anything goes in in vegas and what has the scene been like well in vegas there's a place for everything i think that what you get to and i was just having a conversation with somebody else about this how um it seems like a lot more venues are trying to close down events and things like that because they're worried about what their other sponsors and advertisers and buyers are going to do. And so, I mean, let's face it, an event for free, the kink versus something for Amex, we're going to lose every time. Right. And and if Amex says, I don't want my brand associated with that, I'm just using that as an example. I'm not saying they said that Mm -hmm. a a big brand, they're going to, so there, there is so many places in Las Vegas and the surrounding area that are welcoming to us, you know? So we're lucky in that. If I was in Kansas, I don't know why I would move. I'm moving hard. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of them don't want to uh, host some of the events. Some of them have been closed down too, uh, just because they, you know, because of, they think it will cause problems and they just don't want to deal with it. I mean, when they think about some of the, these events, they think about half naked people running around the lobby and it's just, it's out of control and, you know, you know, they don't want no, to do those, those are your, your bridal stuff. showers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> stuff looking kinky people. We have boundaries. <laughs> yeah. But Vegas is a wild place though. I mean, do you ever get out to Vegas much? I mean, if you walk down Fremont street at any time of the day or night, it is, that's my spot. Those are my people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there is something to be said for that, especially in the burbs. Like, one of the things you've probably discovered with Free the Kink is there's a lot of weird shit going down in places you don't think it'll go down in. And so is there any drive with Free the Kink to have more people express that? So, you know, when you're living in, you know, bum shark, never that there is a weird dungeon with your, you know, and these are your neighbors and, you know, your kids more their lawn and everybody's safe. Is that, is that any type of the driving force behind this? Yeah, everywhere. And we would love to, and we would actually like to have one of our goals is to have a resource center on our website where it has, it don't matter if you're in Podunk, you know, Kansas, there mm-hmm. might be something within a few miles, 20, 30 miles of you. We, yeah. would, we would love to have all of that available to people so they can just come and look, you know, because you know how it is when you're living a place. I mean, you're afraid to ask. Sometimes. You're afraid to ask, especially if you're, in a, if you're in a conservative area. Oh my God, don't let that, you know, don't talk about that. <laughs> Yeah, we have a lot of friends down the Bible Belt, and they're they're afraid to do anything because of what 
you know, those communities just spreads like wildfire, you know, even though they're all doing the same thing. But even when we're in like North Vegas, it's a a North Arizona, you know, it's a really conservative community. And I have to be honest. I mean, these are, I mean, these are some of the wildest people ever anyway. In our community in North, North uh, Arizona, Northern Arizona, Lake Havasu is a, uh, they have the swingers, one of the largest swingers events here. Yeah, they do. No, Arizona has a fascinating community because I've been down like in the Glendale and Phoenix area and stuff in Tucson. They, like Arizona's got the freak thing going on in a way that just flies below the radar in a lot of ways. It does. It really oh, yeah. does because the communities themselves, a lot of them are, you know, more conservative and things like that. And still they've got a lot of events and a lot of things going around. Especially around Phoenix. Yeah. Oh yeah, no the the power exchange in Phoenix is a fun fun place to play. Yeah, the Arizona power exchange is big. Yeah, you know? huge. Yeah, it's crazy big for a dungeon. Like, yeah, I've, I've had fun times there. <laughs> <laughs> she did the happy part. <laughs> you know that that's what like people start talking. Oh, have you played here? Have you played here? Have you played here? Because there's some really wonderful spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you guys host other things on Free the Kink. Uh, you've done, you have a submissive group. You've got you know other, other groups out there. Why is there a need to create new ones? Because I think people, especially if you're, you're newer to kink, you don't get the, you, know, you say, I'm going to a submissive support group or a dom support group. And it sounds like you should be standing up and like, hi, my name's Auntie Vice and I've been a submissive, you know, and I've been kink free for 12 days, you know, or whatever it is. Why, why would, what do support groups do in the community for you guys? Well, I'll let you talk about that. Well, on the, on the freely submissive side, we created that one simply because, you know, there's sometimes there's questions or things that submissives want to ask that they don't necessarily want to ask because they're dominance in the group or something like that. And they're like, oh, I don't know if I want to ask that or if that's okay to ask, but they want to ask among other submissives. And they want to know that the company is just going to be among other submissives and that they're not going to have to deal with, oh, well, that's just not the way it should be in why don't you be mine, baby? <laughs> that, <laughs> you know? that's, that's the biggest thing. A submissive who is unowned trying to find information. I mean, it is kind of ridiculous if they're if they're a woman, you know, because I mean, you know what it's like. Seventy five thousand dudes are like, hey, let me, let me, let but me. But it's not just women. I have a lot of I have a, a lot of male submissives that are actually in the group that experience the reverse of that who are like, you know. Yeah. The same thing. Come be, you know, come be mine. I'm not you know? in that group. I'm not, a, you know, just like everybody else. Even though I own it, I, I'm very particular about that. We say there's no doms. Like we find a dom in, in, in the group. We, we lifetime ban, baby. <laughs> lifetime ban. <laughs> oh, and it is, the roles are are very different, and it's a very different type of relationship when you have that power dynamic. What was it that was appealing to you about that? Because a lot of people do it unconsciously, but to put the conscious aspect to it is is something that not everybody gets to. So what was that like when you finally decided to go, okay, we're going to talk about all of these things. That's a, that's like stoner level communication. Like you're just talking for hours and hours. Like, how did you get to that? Oh, buddy. I was going to say, I know that it was always unconscious. Like we always lived it unconsciously. It was just 
it was always that way. So when we got to actually talk about it, I mean, we just, uh, I don't know. We really just were like, hey, did you notice that we always kind of have this thing, you know? For me, the, the, the thing was it brought a structure to what was kind of chaotic. And that's what I liked the most. It brought structure to chaos because, you know, my mind, the way I work, um, it can be quite chaotic and, and it, you know, like ADD on heroin. And so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, by, by putting these things into place, it actually gave not just something for her, but it actually focused my mind, if that, may, if that makes sense. No, it does. It for at least for me, it does. But you know, then again, I'm in the community. How was it? You know, when you're having all these conversations, you talk about creating the master's handbook for all of these protocols. That level of consciousness in the way things are carried out. How did that force you to think about how things were done in your relationship? If you're actually laying it out on paper, because most of us don't. Yeah, one of the things I realized the most is how much how much I did not, I don't want to say this, like not, not think about it because I always thought about it, but how much I didn't really understand her, you know? And once you start really breaking things down, you're like, wow, I learned, I learned more about her in that year making that vibe than I did in the previous, you know, 10 years, you know, because I would have that open conversation and she would openly tell me the, the true answers. And I was like, oh shit, I've been missing. Things. It does teach you to be a lot more thoughtful of each other and a lot more conscious about what you're doing and things like that. For sure. I was going to say, cause even of you, you know, just being more thoughtful of everything that you're taking care of and everything that you're going through too. Cause there, there's sure a lot that I think sometimes we don't always think about on that other side as well. So in, in that, you know, there's been a couple of, of studies now that show people who have a clear power dynamic in a relationship, they tend to be fairly stable and they tend to last a little longer because it makes that decision-making easier. Is that what you guys have been together for quite a while? Is that what you found is putting that structure and having a final decision-maker on these things? Does that reduce conflict for you? Yeah, I was going to say we just have. I mean, that's just the way it goes. Um, you know, I would guess at this point it, it is more unconscious. You know, we don't think about it as much. We put so much thought into it and, you know, we work so hard to just live that way that it just is like, well, I, okay, well. You know, and since we started <laughs> in the ni- like the 1950s style dynamic, you understand when we were young, we were, you know, very young when we got together. Um, I mean, what, 60% of our friends are divorced. Yes. You know, they've all been married divorced, some of them twice, you know, twice. and I mean, you know, they don't, I talk to them that, you know, what, you know, they'll talk to me what happened. You know, you forgot, you forgot the passion. You forgot the passion. You know, I always tell people, look, you know, you hear people have 50% divorce rate or this and that. And it's about finances. I'm like, no, it's not. It's because you forgot to slap her ass when you walked <laughs> in the kitchen. You forgot what got you there. No one ever <laughs> met somebody and said, Damn, baby, I want to balance a checkbook with you. No, they didn't. I want to bend you over the piano and have my way with you. And you forgot that part. And because that's the most important. I mean, we've been through some shitty times, anyways, but we never stopped, you know? Paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> How do you keep it? I mean, I'm looking at four kids and a job. Like, that just makes me tired. I'm sorry. I, it's, it's a lot. That's a lot. Like running your own business, that's a lot to carry. How do you keep that passion going, that excitement going? Well, you know, 
I was going to say just any, anytime, anywhere we can, right? I was going to say, we just sneak it in there. <laughs> we just sneak it in there. <laughs> you know, the, the funny thing about our lifestyle and BDSM, everyone's always talking about these elaborate ass scenes, right? <laughs> a quickie on the dryer for two and a half minutes is sometimes just what the doctor wants, <laughs> you know? And so we can't always obviously see and do these fancy things. And, you know, I mean, I was going to say, we do try and find time, but we do. And the truth is, you got to really have it. I think that's true. You got to have it. When I look at her, I get excited. Even in, even, (laughs) I mean, whether we're at work, I mean, I can't tell you how many times the office has been used. It's just (laughs) one of those things that if you have it, you have it. And I think everyone starts with it and then they forget why. And next thing you know, who knows what happens. But I just want, you know, I kind of want, if I ever get to retire, she's probably going to leave me because I'll be running around. Come here, girl. I'll be on my cane. Come here. Well, and you can see it between you two. Like the the whole energy between the two of you, there's still that passion and that glow and that almost newness, which is remarkable to hold in a relationship for that long. I don't know how she does it. <laughs> for me, it's easy, but I couldn't live with me for 10 seconds. I'm going to go out there and tell you. If 10 seconds with me, if I was married to me, I'd be like, ah, you're out. You're out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a pain in the ass. I'll admit it. Most people won't. They won't talk about this, especially, I mean, I meet a lot of doms in there, you know, chest thump person. (laughs) Dude, I am a pain in the ass. Are you saying you might be needy? (laughs) Are we all? So we've talked about the, the submissive group inside. Do you work with dominants and, and doms and talk that have, are there unique conversations that happen um, amongst them? Sad times. <laughs> I really want to. Um, but I have a hard time getting doms to come together and actually communicate and say what's on their mind, you know, and everyone, like I said, I mean, doms, we got to be the masters of the universe and the kings of kings. And, you know, I mean, instead of just saying, hey, you know, look, here's where I'm struggling. Here's where I'm fucking up. You know, I mean, a lot of doms don't want to talk about it. You know, I'm very open to the fact that I make at least one mistake every 27 minutes and uh, we go from there. So someday I hope to someday I hope to have a Dom Dom community that where we can support each other. Yeah, I was going to say it's been a passion for you, but it has not manifested just yet. How did you get comfortable as a Dom? Because you bring it up like lots of Doms want to be the big silverback and run the roost, you know, and. Especially if they're 23 and calling themselves a master. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Dommy Dom McToppy Top is not going to be vulnerable. How did, you, <laughs> how did you get comfortable? I mean, here you are, cis guy, Dom, like all the things that would say never show vulnerability. How did you get comfortable with actually showing that side? Well, I was that guy, right? I was, you know, in my 20s when, when we were together coming up, I, you know, I was... I worked hard. I was, but what I realized is that I didn't know shit. And yeah, I think that comes with age. You just realize someday that, man, you look back and you're, you're, you hit your mid thirties. You're like, wow, what an idiot were you, you know? And then I started realizing I was one to be better. I, you hear in, in BDSM that, that term growth is thrown around so much, but no one, I mean, it's self-reflection. If you really want to grow, you have to really be honest with yourself and say, dude, you got, you got a lot of issues that you got to, you know, and, and, once you start, sometimes, I'll be honest, I think sometimes if you're not paying attention, what you do is you push your issues off onto your partner. And so mm-hmm. I realized how much of that I was doing. And, you know, I still got a long way to go anyways. I just turned 40, and I'm, I'm hoping maybe by the time I'm 60, <laughs> I'll have a good idea of what I'm doing. 
<laughs> it is an age thing. I mean, as you grow, you just realize, wow, I just, I don't know anything. <laughs> it's the journey that Can I just How glad I am social media was not a thing when I was in college. <laughs> I don't have that documented for the world. <laughs> Thank <laughs> Jesus. There are some things that I'm so glad we did not have camera phones <laughs> when I was running around because, man, I would, I would have, I'd be in trouble. <laughs> I know, I know. I watch this generation. I'm like, oh, you got so many more stumbling blocks than we ever had because your shit's documented. Uh, All of it. Yeah. It's like, you guys need to put that down. Like, some <laughs> things you see on there, like, why would you put that out why there? Why would you have that? <laughs> this shit's searchable. So one of the things I've been asking folks who've been in the community for a while is you know, we, we as a kink community have gone under a whole lot of stress and change in the last decade. We've had this massive influx uh, of people who didn't know the community was a thing, who discovered it, you know, for better or for worse through, through 50 shades and a few of the other things. And it's changed the community. So you've been in it for quite some time. What's your read on on the way things are working today? What's your read on our community? I think that we're just going to keep growing. We, as far as I'm concerned, they need to keep coming in. I mean, I don't care what brings them in. Whatever opens them up and gets them exploring, because that's just going to make their life better. You know, when you find out that you've been missing out on something that is part of you, you know, you just want to, you just want to get in head first. The only thing I hope is that the newbies take their time, avoid frenzy, find mentors and lots of voices. You know, that's the thing about Free the Kink, lots of different voices. You know, if, if someone just doesn't to Mac, well, you're going to have a very skewed view. You need to listen to Mac and Auntie Vice and this and that person, a wide sample of voices. So you can decide, Hey, it's okay. I mean, Mac is all like this, but look, this one's like this and I can have a piece of each. And I know people are like, Hey, that's not how it is, you know? Um, but it can't be for them just cause it's not for me or maybe for you. To that, you have actually a great collection of, of resources, blogs, videos and stuff up on free the kink. You do regular videos um, out. I noticed you have a new one with Sirius black up there this, this week, which is awesome. Who have been some of your favorite folks you've gotten to talk to through doing this? Goodness. Oh, no, we don't have that one published. But. So my favorite, I mean, I've enjoyed every one of them, but uh, <laughs> yesterday, yes. day before yesterday, yeah. I got to sit, we, we got to sit down with Lady D. And so that was just pretty amazing. I, I'm not going to lie. You want to talk about history and someone who has seen a million times more than we have and has been through stuff that we'll never, ever begin to understand. So that yeah. was a ton of fun. Master Taino. Um, is also one of my favorites just because, I mean, that guy's got so much energy. <laughs> I mean, he would, he would wear me out. There's no way I could keep up with him, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, just everybody. And of course, Auntie Vice, you know. <laughs> she was a lot of fun. Thank you. <laughs> no one has been so nice as to let me have to do it twice. <laughs> uh, and I would come back for more. I'd come back for more. So, one of the things people will talk about, especially in long-term relationships, is at a certain point, things just get to be routine. You have the same sex in the same way. It, it's my favorite summary in um, The Ref. 
right? And I don't know if it's the Dennis Leary movie. Oh, yeah. In therapy. Yeah. And, you know, the Judy Davis is the wife. And she's like, yeah, by our third anniversary, sex was pretty routine. A couple kisses, a couple of nipple twists. It could all be done in the time it takes to make a cappuccino because I timed it once. <laughs> right? So we've all had that. Like, yeah. even when in kink, you know, it's like, oh, flog, 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 spank, 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 call a few names, blowjob, fuck you, and we're done. Like, you get into a routine. What are you still wanting to do that you haven't gotten to do to break up that routine Absolutely. or to introduce new That's stuff? That's list. She's asked about the list. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we all know fireplace a big one. I was going to say oh, something we want to do for a long time, but, you know, it takes a while. <laughs> it takes a little while. We, have, we, we haven't quite got there yet. <laughs> Not quite brave enough for that just yet. Um, boy, I know you You were talking you, about... Uh, Sir Phoenix Black, and he does this thing where he blows fire down the cane. I mean, I, I, something like that would just be out of this world. Um, I've never done suspension. I mean, well, okay, one time for fun, and <laughs> it was awful, very terrible. So I would love to be able to do suspension. Um, yeah, I, I like tying up. Believe that, she is a much better uh, rope top than I am. So she it's is all that attention. She she enjoys that very much, and she's uh, had a couple of rope bunnies, and she has a lot of fun. So that's yeah, something I'm yeah, looking I'd for like her to pursue. Yeah, I'd like to be able to do yeah. more of that, but time. <laughs> and to be honest with you, I would. I mean, there's probably not too much out there that I don't want to delve into because I really do. But fire's been on top of my list for so long. Also, needle play is a big thing that I want to learn how to do. The pretty art in the body. That kind of thing, you know. Even though I'm not that great of an artist, you know, I can you can make an M out of anything, and that's what I pretty much do. <laughs> no ego at all over here. <laughs> None. And Dom with an ego. Who who has ever heard of that? <laughs> I'm trying to be humble, ego. You know? <laughs> and Hillary, are there things on your list? I was going to say, like he said, you know. Um, you know, rope, being a rope top and things like that, you know, it's something that I actually do spend some time on, but it's not something that, you know, I mean, we're just not there yet. So, you know, it's things that I really, you know, something I would really like to take more seriously and spend a lot more time on because, you know, when it comes to that kind of thing, I mean, I'm into the art of it. I, you know, I, you know, I work hard on, you know, certain designs and things like that. Because it's a it's an artist thing. <laughs> She's really good at it. I mean, my rope is very like you're tied up now. Okay? <laughs> I just want to bind you so I can have my way with you. She's very like she'll spend hours on it. You know, it's like crazy. Yeah, there are very different approaches to it. I I am the practical type. Make a lasso time. Yep, boop, we're good. Like. 10 minutes or less where others, you know, they'll spend days, you know, crafting everything, learning all the knots and it's, it's gorgeous. It's just not something I'm good at. I got too much ADD to focus. <laughs> <laughs> and I forget left from right. So everything gets crisscrossed in my ties. They're horrible. They're, Oh, they look like a black widow nest. Cause they're just all over and ugly. <laughs> so I know you guys are looking forward to doing trying to get some stuff events going in 2023. What type of stuff are you guys looking at organizing? Cause man, we need something in Vegas. Yeah. I have another yeah. excuse to go down. Absolutely. So we really wanted, there's two events that we really want to try to put on. One is for general BDSM, some classes fun, a really good time. And the other one is for littles. 
and we want to bring that. We know there's a Teddy Con out east in Pennsylvania, but there's not anything really big on the uh, here west, and so we'd like to do that. That's that's one of our biggest things, yeah. Gonna say the, but it should be a lot of fun. You know, the free the keep one. We're hoping, you know, it'd be a lot of fun. We're hoping to bring a lot of education out, but then also, you know, see about you know different kinds of play spaces and things like that. <clears throat> yeah, we would like to. I think in the next year or two, we're probably going to try to open up another dungeon in Vegas. Uh, there are a couple in Vegas already, but I think we're going to open one up. Just have a nice space. You know, what I'd like to see, too, uh, for the Free the King event, too, is to also bring, like, some performances and yes. things like that, you know, because I think those are always just a lot of fun to be able to watch, especially, you know, I mean, especially if it's stuff that it takes a lot of technique to do, you know, um, like fire and things yep. like that. I, was, <laughs> I think those are always fun. I did enjoy Sir Phoenix and his, um, he's like, you got to be careful, though. What was it? He singed his beard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fire is the one thing I've had venues have a problem with. There's only been one venue that has let me perform fire. Uh, most of them are a little worried about insurance and burning shit down. But, um, you know, it's fun. I did it as part of metal music performance. Uh, there were metal bands on either side of, of the performance. So finishing up by lighting the, the bottom's ass with a giant anarchy sign in flame really oh kind of hit the sweet spot. That would be so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> And I think they have they have a fire show in Florida somewhere or something, don't they? Every mm -hmm. year, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's just it's that's the one that's tricky. It, open flame, well, and especially in the West because California likes to burn itself down every year. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I was say, and some of the some of the venues, you know, in, in Vegas, some of them are set up for that because they have all the all the shows and performances and things that they already do. So, but. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what we can find. It is. I am so excited about this. It sounds like a ton of fun, and uh, Vegas can always be a ton of fun. I, the arts yeah. district, you guys have great botanic gardens. Like, there's lots of reasons to visit, but to add kink on top of that, spot on. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we hope when we, so, get, when we get it together, we hope you come. Oh yeah, you know I'll be there. It's an hour flight from Sacramento. Like, yeah. and it's, oh, yeah. we're on Southwest. We're, we, we, you know, the cattle call airlines. Thirty nine tickets to Vegas. I got those online. <laughs> oh. You have to be careful. Might make it Auntie Vice work though. Like, <laughs> no, would you like to come class? I did. I work for my keep. I work for me. I'm a good. Citizen. I put in that volunteer time. <laughs> You just need the doms to direct and say, you know, good girl at the end, and it works. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's a wonderful site. Listeners, please go check them out. It tons of resources, tons of it. I think it's a great way to look and get a very broad perspective of kink. That's that's always been in my teaching. It's read a lot of people, listen to a lot of people because some will resonate with you and then you find it. Because not every nobody's got the right way to do this. Uh, lots of wrong ways. But <laughs> nobody's got the right way. Absolutely. Oh my goodness, there are a lot of wrong ways. We want to be careful on that one, right? <laughs> so, if our readers want to, our listeners want to find you, if they want to reach out, if they want to sign up for Free the Kink, plug the things. Just you can go to freethekink.com, which is where our website is, and our Facebook group is uh, Free the Kink. And in that uh, in that group, we have you know thousands of people just talking and sharing kink. We'd love to have anyone who wants to come over and uh, please share, you know, 
um, Fat Chicks on Top because this is the podcast that these people need to listen to. Oh my gosh. There is so, so much education yes. on this podcast. That's why I wanted to have you guys on. You you have (laughs) lots to contribute. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having us. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Hi, this is Auntie Vice from Fat Chicks on Top. October is just around the corner and that's International Kink Month. In preparation for that, I'm offering some special discounts. If you go to my shop at auntievice.com backslash shop, you can pick up a second edition of Love Letters to a Unicorn for $5 off using the code PREPFORFULSOME. If you are interested in kink coaching, by me personally, you can try a free session you can book a session for coaching and use the code MYFIRSTTIME and that'll get you a free 15-minute consult. And now, a moment of gratitude. I'm grateful for my slave. I'm grateful for the community. And honestly, I'm grateful for my family. And at Free the Kink, I'm really grateful for my team. Our team. Yes. Of was... admins, moderators, writers. I mean, we we are so blessed and they give so much. And, yeah. and you know, they're volunteers. Yeah. You know, they don't they don't get paid. You know, Free the Kink isn't a we don't make money at Free the Kink. And so, you know, it's just that is exactly what I was gonna say. Is I'm just thankful for all the contributors that come yeah. on and even people like you on device that are coming and they contribute to our platform yeah. and, and they do it for nothing and they all come in and they volunteer their time and they give of their knowledge and everything else. And I mean, it's not easy and it's a lot of work. And especially, you know, our volunteers that come in and they mod and I mean they take care of a lot of things and they work really hard. So I'm really grateful for all those people that do come in. And do give their time. 